0: You're listening to the Play Big Brand Bold Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to the Play Big Brand Bold Podcast business and branding advice to help you play a bigger game in your business and brand bold to stand out in the crowd. Each week, I'll be sharing interviews with business and creative professionals, as well as insights and strategies to help you do more of the things you want to do in your business, get confident, clear, and capable to build your business brand and bottom line. Hey, hey, so welcome back. I'm your host, Suzanne Chadwick. Founder of the Connection Exchange, and I am so excited to share this podcast episode with you. I have been a big fan, and uh, and she's been one of my online mentors for some time now. Denise Duffield Thomas is the girl boss, founder, leader of the Lucky Bee community, and she's all about money mindset. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. When I started my business coming out of corporate, I had no idea about some of the money blocks that as a woman in business, I was going to face. Just things like what I was charging in corporate, I was charging a tenth of that in my own business. Yet, I was delivering the same quality of work, the same outcomes. I had the same knowledge and experience But for some reason, when I was charging for me, as opposed to charging under somebody else's brand, it, for some reason, was not worth as much in my eyes. So joining the money boot camp that Denise runs, with over 3,000 women in it, was one of the investments that I made in myself. And I have to say that just uncovering a lot of the things that I wasn't aware of, has been such a huge and amazing gift to me in my business. Uh, and it's really helped me, as you know, play a much bigger game. So whether I'm working with small businesses or large corporates, I know my worth and I am confident to stand in that. And I really do have the Lucky Bee bootcamp and community to thank for it. So today I am so thrilled to be interviewing and speaking with Denise. And we're talking about where her business is going, what some of the blocks are that many women face, what she thinks playing a big game looks like, and so much more. So enjoy, and I'm really excited to end 2017 off with this interview. Denise Duffield-Thomas, welcome to the Play Big Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
0: Pleasure, pleasure. So we were literally just saying you have had a massive year. You've just recently ended your US tour, your live conference on the Gold Coast, and, and obviously a couple of really, really big launches, which I've been watching and it's just been so inspirational how are you going how are you
1: feeling at the end of this year well the thing is it's not even really this year cuz hubby joined the business september 2016 so it's really been like 14 months of full on stuff and some of that is um you know us working out our equilibrium of working together um you know i've been around for a long time and Mark's still kind of new to, you know, the industry, even the concept of launching. So we were just a little bit too ambitious about what we could fit into the year, to be honest. And um, even just not realising that it's not just the launch time. There's a lot of lag, you know, before and after a launch. And so even when we mapped them all out, it kind of looked like when we saw the overall plan, we're like, well, oh, that looks like enough space in between. Forgetting that there's there's more work than you can think of. So um, that's a massive, big learning for us, you know, and it's good even though it's been a really tricky time in a lot of ways. We've learned a ton from it not to do it again.
0: Yeah, I have to say, so I uh, recently joined uh, PFL, which is Product Launch Formula Mm Through You, and just getting all of that information around how you guys launch and what you do, and all of the numbers and the mindset, like, has been incredible from an outsider's perspective i just don't think we see a lot of what happens behind the scenes a lot of the time we kind of just see the end result that looks so amazing but there is a lot of planning and a lot of execution that goes into that back
1: end there is and also we did a few things this year like where we had new staff so even my money boot camp which has been around since 2012 it was due for a little bit of an overhaul so I, I was saying to Mark, because you know we were in pre-pre-planning for one project, we were filming another project and delivering them. It felt like we were doing that all at the same time. So I said to Mark, it was like I was in first, second, third trimester and had the baby and was in labor <laughs> simultaneously because there's different stages to all of those things. And each project is at a very different energy level. And having to try and do them all at once was r- incredibly difficult. And I really just really stress to everyone, make sure that you've spaced it out well. So you even have that fourth trimester break, you yeah. know, where you actually even you forget that you have to deliver a program sometimes and that takes so much energy. Um, and, you know, we got to the point sometimes we would, we'd finalize the launch. It's like closed cart day and everyone's exhausted and I'm like, oh my God, now I have to deliver this program for people and I'm so tired. So, and you don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to be in that space. So it's it's trial and error, I would say, a lot of the stuff that we've done. Not to even mention personality-wise working together, which has been such big learning too. Um, so yeah, and to, I'll be really honest too. I feel like my business this year swung a little bit too close to the masculine side because we had not only Mark in the business, but his, um, business coaches, is a a male. Mm -hmm. Um, so you've got these two men kind of coming up with these decisions, you know, really to try and take things off my plate, but then they're bringing a bit too much masculinity in there. So we've got to swing back a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm going to take a big leap
0: back because one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the podcast is because I joined Money Bootcamp a few years ago now. And when I first joined it, you had recorded it. You were in a hotel room. You were on an iPad. And I've watched the different iterations of you taking the bootcamp to different levels, uh, which has been awesome to see. And I constantly look at that and think, you know, you are definitely playing that bigger game. You're taking your business to that next level. And I know that you're an introvert and I know that you talk about the fact that you're not always a completer finisher. So, can you talk to me a little bit about how you make those big decisions? Because I always say playing big is a choice that we make and it's not always easy. So, how have you sort of taken your business through those different iterations? To play that bigger game?
1: I think I've always had a really big vision of where my business was going to go to, and I really tried not to get caught up too much in just the realities of where I was. So, you know, that very first version, which was actually at home on an iPad, the second version was in a hotel room. I was, you know, I just knew that I had a message to share, and I thought, you know what, this is. I was just very pragmatic about this is the resources I have at my disposal right now. And if I wait till it's perfect, it will never happen. So I'm kind of a big believer in that of just like do what you can with what you've got. Um, the, it's never going to be perfect anyway. So as long as your message is heartfelt, people will forgive the packaging. Um, so I always had that in mind and I just knew, you know, every two years or so I would upgrade that when I had more resources, more money. Um, and you know what? The program hasn't actually changed pretty much at all. You know, I, I re-record the same videos and maybe I'll bring in a little tweak or something new, but the, because it just came from my heart back then, it's fine. It's great information. What I do change is the packaging of it. And even now, I think I've swung a little bit too far. My last version is super pretty, super high end. And I was like, Oh, I actually, don't, it doesn't need to be that high end for people to get the result from it. So, the next time we do it, which will be in like 2019, I might even strip back the production value a little bit. Um, it and it's very beautiful. If, <laughs> it is, it's beautiful. And I like hired this stunning house, and I had, you know, uh, someone stylist and makeup artist and hair and all these things. And I actually think it doesn't need that. So, sometimes people will might look at say something that I do or something that someone else doesn't think I have to do that too. And you know, what happened with us was so interesting about a year or so ago, like a year and a half ago, we actually sexified, if I can say that a lot of our branding, like our sales pages, our opt-ins, everything. And because I had a baby at that time, my, I just stopped looking at the stats a little bit. And then I came back from maternity leave and I was shocked to see that our conversions went down to about a quarter of what they used to be wow. because we made it too pretty and yeah. too complicated. So I feel bad now if people have watched that and think, oh, well, that's the standard I have to aspire to because actually you get worse results the prettier and more complicated you make something.
0: Yeah, and I remember on one of your PFL calls you were saying that you were actually balancing out how beautiful it was with some you know, Facebook Lives in your pyjamas just so that people see the real you. And I think that, yeah, from a branding perspective, having something you're really proud of and putting out there is great, but also having, making sure it's really authentic to you and, and it's what your audience is going to resonate with.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? The last live round we did a boot camp, we actually stripped out a lot of the extra content um, because we were getting feedback when we analysed why people were refunding it was because they felt overwhelmed. They felt like they could never get through it all. They actually felt like failures seeing all that Um. stuff. So we stripped out all the extra things and the, it was so funny. The feedback we got in the last round was, ah, this is so, it's so much richer than ever before. And you know what? Same videos as it was in 2012, but it's less clutter. And I'm really embracing that less is more philosophy for the next year. Um, because it actually, serves people better to have less is more.
0: Yeah. And what sort of blocks do you come up against when it comes to yourself and doing those bigger things in your business? Is there any kind of mindsets that you've, I guess, acknowledged or recognised where you sort of think, I know that I've kind of got to tackle that myself?
1: Yeah. You know, sometimes the block is making it better rather than leveraging what you already have. Mm -hmm. So I have to watch that too, that I don't just go, we need a new sales page. We need a new video. It's like, no, we actually don't. We need to focus our attention on bringing new people in to help them not making it slightly better, slightly better, slightly better, Mm -hmm. because most of that stuff doesn't, it's not really the thing that makes the difference. So I think that's a block and I call it procrastinate branding where people just go, I need the perfect shade of, blue or this is not going to sell and you just go no that's not the case (laughs) (laughs) but I have done it myself many times in fact I've gone down rabbit holes of creating branded stuff like stickers with bees on them um and you know all sorts of stuff my cushion this is a branded cushion that stuff is such a distraction it's really fun so I really watch that I'm not um doing the unimportant stuff, thinking that I'm doing work. Um, and then another block for me is I, I, maybe it's being an introvert, but I'm always super reluctant to grow my business. And I don't know, it's like, I've got this push pull of such a calling to help people, but also such a reluctance to step out of my comfort zone. So I'm constantly in this dance of like, I want to do it. I don't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) all the time. And I just think usually my compulsion to help people wins out, but it's like by a tiny amount. Um, And some of that is having Mark in the business because he is a completer finisher. So I have to watch what I tell him out loud because before I know it, he's created this whole thing. And I'm like, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I was like, that was just something I was saying out loud. I'm not ready to do that. And he's like, Oh, well, I've already booked someone to do it. And I've already written you a script for it. Wow. Like, no. So having him in the business has been so great for a lot of just getting stuff done. And also it's really been pushing me out of my comfort zone.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. So the money boot camp, I think really opened my eyes, uh, to things that I just had no idea that uh, where I had money blocks, uh, and what was really holding me back. So what are some of the common things that you hear women talk about that they don't realize when it comes to their money blocks? Cause I was just, it was like blissfully unaware until I started my own business. And then all of a sudden I, yeah, wasn't, charging a certain amount of money that I charged when I was in corporate or
1: just whatever it was. What are some of the common ones that you sort of find? Well, I think the biggest one is what you just said of not knowing that you have blocks in the first place, because what women tend to do is that we think it's something else. So we blame, well, it's the economy or it's the fact that I come from the wrong background or it's my accent or it's my weight, or it's just not the right time. It's mercury retrograde. So we actually have a ton of excuses, even to the the point where we start blaming ourselves. Well, maybe I'm just not smart enough. Maybe I'm not ambitious enough. Maybe I'm not working hard enough. And what I found for most entrepreneurs I've met they're working plenty hard. Yeah. They're super smart. They're ambitious enough. They've got all the elements, but there's something that's missing that's holding them back. And so what I believe it is for most women, it's this ingrained mindset around money. And I would say the original money block that most of us had, the very earliest memory that most of us have around money is being told that money is dirty. Yeah. And if if anyone you know listening has a kid, you know what I mean? It's usually the first Thing you ever say to a kid about money is when they're about to put in a dollar a coin into their mouth and you say, don't touch that money is dirty. Most of us have had that interaction when it's not a very conscious memory that most mm. of us would have, but it really underpins the feeling that so many women have about money, that it's, it's dirty, it's icky, it's unethical. We have to do something bad to earn it. It's not for us. You know, some of us have this thing that it's a man's world when it comes to money or men have the power that we're not good at numbers. Many women have been told at a young age that they're not good at math. They're not good at numbers. They're not good at managing money. So when you think of that early stuff and then we get the other stuff later on of um, that, a lot of our parents have jumped into us that you have to work really hard to make money because that's how people had to make money. They had to go and work with their hands. They had to do something that was physical or emotionally draining or took them away from their families. We are this new generation of entrepreneurs who we can make money in ways that are so much easier than ever before. We can talk to people on the phone. We can help them transform their lives. We can you know, do things that our family would consider very frivolous or easy, like, oh, you're a graphic designer. Oh, you're just like make pretty pictures for people and they pay you for it. Um, or, you know, there's just all these messages that what we're doing is not important and not, you know, worthy of making money in a way that when we suddenly have to set our own prices, talk to people about money, we've just got so many, in some cases, generations of stuff, money clutter to overcome and no wonder it's hard for us. Right? So we've got to stop beating ourselves up that that we feel weird when someone asks us how much we charge for something because it's just so deeply ingrained. And unless you're in a community, for example, like my money bootcamp, where we have these conversations and money is very normalized in our group and talking about wealth is very normalized. You're kind of going to feel like either the black sheep or that you're doing something weird and icky and wrong. Um, and that's going to derail so many so many women. So it's my mission to normalize the conversation about money, make it okay for us to charge what we want to charge and to feel okay about it. So and there's a bigger mission for me. It's like women now, we need more purchase power, we need more money in our pockets. We spend money in very different ways than the majority of men who have had the money previously. Yeah. And the planet kind of needs us to step up around around money. Um, I was just reading an article yesterday, um, in time magazine when I was on the plane about how there's this tipping point of of female participation and it's about the 20, 25% mark. And when organizations or institutions start to get that tipping point, that's when things drastically change for the better. Mm -hmm. Um, and even to the point that Navy ships now have a mandatory, quota of at least 20% of women on board because of the way we make decisions, the, the way we sometimes, you know, bring, bring different dynamics to the group. And I see that now I'm like, Oh yes. Imagine when, you know, women collectively have more money, we are going to really revolutionize every aspect of society. So it starts with us as entrepreneurs because we're the ones who have the greatest opportunity right now. And when we make money, we can hire other women in our businesses, in our lives to help us take care of our children to, you know, where, however we like to make money. And we also are more charitable than men too. So we just have an opportunity to really upgrade every, every aspect of society on the planet, but only if we're okay to charge that client what we're worth and to make those little micro decisions day to day. About money, yeah. Um, So that's that's what I'm here to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I do love that. I mean, I know that we talk about it in Money Bootcamp quite a lot. Where when you support a woman, then you know she brings her whole family and her community and her tribe with her, uh, rather than you know men who might invest in other things. And I do, and I do love that. And I think the other thing that I've learned a lot from you is also really having that goal around giving back. And how are going to give back to something that really resonates for you? Uh, and I think also for me with boot camp, uh, with the Facebook group, is I love the normalization of talking about money because it isn't something that a lot of people talk about. It You kind of feel like you've got to be careful in case some people are not all right with talking about money outside of that. So even recently, I've uh, started my own mastermind group. And one of the first things I asked was, are you okay if we talk about money? Because that's something I want to be really open about. I want to tell you what I'm earning. I want to tell so that we can help each other and we can spur each other on and have those financial goals. And it's totally okay for us to do
1: that. Exactly. Awesome. Well, what I love in about the boot camp too is that everyone's at a different level. And, but we're celebrating someone's first thousand dollars and someone's first hundred thousand dollars and someone's first million, because we know that it's the same amount of work mentally, emotionally block wise to get to each of those levels. And once you realize that it's like, Oh, it's just an extra zero. It doesn't mean that I'm better or worse than anyone else. It's just money. Then it's so empowering because then you're like, well then why not? Why not just add an extra zero into my income? It's not going to make me a better person. It's not going to make me a worse person it just is. Um, I love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So Denise, for my community, if they're looking to take those bigger steps to upgrade their business and their money mindset, what are two or three things that you think they need to do in order to kind of take those big leaps?
1: Well, you have to have some awareness about what your blocks could be because without that, you you kind of going to repeat the same behaviors again and again, which we all do, right? So you need to have the awareness of what your blocks are, um, is the biggest thing. And then you need to have some tools in place to act as pattern interrupters. I call them. So learning a tool like EFT, which we do a lot in the bootcamp or even mantras are great pattern interrupter. So then that way you're not repeating, repeating those same behaviors. Um, I really highly suggest everyone listens to my money blocks workshop, which is a free workshop at um lucky bitch.com slash blocks. I'll put that link
0: below as well. Yeah,
1: that'd be great. Because I talk about seven different kind of behaviors that people do that really like money block driven. For example, bartering. You know, yeah. that's a that's a huge money block because you're literally not in business when you're bartering. You have a hobby business, you have an energy exchange but no money. And so sometimes women get trapped in that because we think it's a very, we feel like it's very giving. Yes. You know what would be giving? Giving each other money <laughs> is also okay. <laughs> Give each other money. Even if it's the exact same amount of money, the, yeah. you know, there's just respect there in giving money. Yes. But when you get, a lot of women get stuck in the bartering cycle and they never actually fully re- be able to receive money into their life. So that's just one of the seven examples that we talk about um, in that workshop. But it really will open people's eyes to where you have money blocks where you you really didn't think would even be a thing. You just thought that's just the how society was, or that's yeah. just how my industry is, and then you'll see, "No, this actually is a block that I can do something about."
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. And so what are your big goals for next year or what's your vision for camp and your business? Cause you said at the very beginning, you've always been really clear on what that vision is and where you want your business to go. So what does that look like moving forward?
1: Well, um, things are both growing and simplifying. Um, I, you know, I really have to fight the shiny object syndrome like anyone else. And you know, I get tempted sometimes to create different things, but I know my work, my true real work in the world at the moment is through money Camp and making sure that, you know, as many entrepreneurs as possible go through that training because for some people, you know, they stay in it forever. Some people, they just come and get what they need and go. So, um, the big thing for us is bigger, bigger profile. So I'll be publishing three books with Hay House over wow. the next year. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So they're republishing my first two books and we're doing a new oh, third amazing. book coming yeah. out in 2019. So I know for me, I'm like, oh, that's, it's just going to, like it has been for years. It's kind of been people read the book and then they do the camp. So, you know, Hay House is going to introduce me to a, a much bigger, different audience. So I don't need to reinvent the wheel and change what's, what's already worked. The other thing for me is, um, you know, having a, another baby in 2018, um, which, Every baby has given me a different lesson and I see that this, um, you know, this next kind of addition to our family will bring even greater simplification. Um, I don't want to add to the noise of what's out there in the world at the moment. I really want to focus in on here's how I can serve people and I can't do that. So go to someone else for that. Um, And so each time, you know, we bring someone new into the family, I, I have a massive upgrade in focus, and yeah. um, so that's gonna be really great. And then apart from that, I'm really just gonna um, I'd like to add more richness into my life. you know this last work uh, year has been all about work um, and there's no point making money if you don't have richness in your life. Yes. So that's just a bit more time off spending time with friends and really reconnecting to what makes me happy and knowing that, you know, I can do my work, but also live my, live my life. So yeah, yeah, simplification is, is my kind of mantra and less is more is my mantra for 2018. Amazing. Well,
0: Denise, I want to thank you for three things. One is that, uh, the chillionaire mindset is something that I am hashtag life goals Uh, (laughs) to really, earn more money have more wealth and richness in my life and uh do it in a way that isn't killing myself which i Yes. Think- and i have
1: to shout out to Kevin Nations because that's his trademark Chillionaire. Oh, is it? Uh, it is. It is, but um but so i i'm using chillpreneur. Oh, i like okay. chillpreneur. Just so i don't get in trouble from Kevin so just a shout out to okay. him.
0: The second thing is that um, with Mark coming into the boot camp and you did some of the couple's calls, it's just really uh, enriched the conversation that my husband and I have around money. And I think our goals as a family and where we're heading and what we want, but in such a different way, it's not just like the bigger house or this or that. It's actually like, what are those themes of joy and wealth and conversation and laughter and those sorts of things, which has been amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and the third thing for me is just watching you grow in a really authentic way, which for me, just like I just love it. I love seeing you in your pyjamas on a Facebook Live and I love seeing, <laughs> you know, the stylist I- image on, on the videos and I just think that you're always really true to yourself, which is always an inspiration for other women.
1: So thank, thank you. you. Well, the best thing for me around that is... Is the path of least resistance, right? It's so so much easier just to be yourself uh, and tell your truth because then you don't feel yeah. like you're being a fraud because it's like, well, I'm just saying what is, I'm just showing what is, and and that's enough. Um, and then on the couples thing, you know, Mark has really loved coming to do stuff like this, and I've heard this all the time now. Women are coming up and saying, my husband and I are doing this work together. And I just know that there's going to be scope in the future, whether it's a conference or a live event or, a, you know, a spin-off course for men. I, I was thinking that yeah, it's yeah. going to happen at some point. I just, I'm always mindful for me about not taking on too much stuff yes. and not, not spreading myself too thinly. So, you know, I have a long-term vision for, for my business and I think, you know, Mark and I are going to be doing this for decades to come. So we don't have to do everything yes. in this time where our kids are so small Um, but I would love to do a conference where people can bring their partners and and have men in the room. I think it would be a really interesting dynamic. And even, you know, I met someone at a conference recently and, um, he came to one of my events when in the States and he didn't talk only the women talked to me afterwards, but he came up to me a couple of days later and he was crying and he just said, you know, when you were talking about working together with your husband and creating this vision for your family, he's like, that's what I want. Yeah. And it makes me realize like, yeah, men are also shifting and changing their expectations about what it is to be men and dads and they want to be more active in their family's lives like that too. And they're having to undo a lot of society expectations. So I know that the, the men are watching and listening, um, but I just don't know if I'm going to make something for them or if I'm going to... Let Mark do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I think that, yeah, even just
0: uh, starting to have the conversation and I think that really starting to bring some of the unconscious mindsets that women have that men probably don't even recognize or know about, for us to start verbalizing that, like even I said to my husband, who is awesome and always been really supportive, uh, you know, I always say I'm not good with money which I've always said to him, you know. Um, and when we came into our relationship, the money situation was very different. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he's always been a saver and I've always been a spender. But, uh, but I've sort of had that conversation now where I'm like, I want to know, like, even though I don't actually want to manage the money, I still want to know what's our super and what does that look like and how much have we got on our mortgage and just asking and having that conversation a lot more, even though I may not want to manage it right now I manage the money in my own business I still want to have that conversation and that's really changed a lot of our dynamic in a really positive way and then after the boot camp call he sat one afternoon and he just said I think we should have a chat like maybe this week or next week and I said what about and he said just about where we want our family to go and I was just like (laughs) blown away because even though he's amazing. That's not something he would normally say to me. So I think that we do infiltrate, you know, that thinking and that behavior and it's awesome.
1: Yeah. It's great. Cause you know, I think women are going to change the world, but we need to have men supporting us too. Yes. And it's, it's wonderful when you've got a man who's behind you a hundred percent on your entrepreneurial efforts or your desire to change the world, because it, it does happen, you know, sometimes quicker when you've got someone in your corner, whether it's you know, a best friend or a mentor or a partner. So, um, yeah, I really highly w- welcome men coming on board this journey too. Absolutely. Well, Denise, thank you so much for your time today.
0: It has been oh, such a pleasure to connect with you. Uh, and I do love watching your journey along the way. And I, you know, really value everything that you do do for women in, in the business space. So I, Love having you on the podcast. Oh, thanks, Suzanne. I
1: really appreciate it. Wonderful conversation. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you, but I absolutely loved that conversation. Uh, Denise is such an amazing woman. And make sure you check out all of her links below. Uh, Money Boot Camp has been amazing. And I really couldn't recommend it highly enough. Uh, but if you've got any questions, thoughts or comments, I would love to know. I think that we touched on quite a few topics today or key things around family and bringing our partners along on this money journey with us uh, and really becoming conscious. And that's something that I talk about a lot in the Play Big Brambold online course is just being so conscious of the decisions we make. Uh, who we are wanting to attract, how we're engaging with people, what our business is here to do, say and be. And uh, and I just think that Denise is a really authentic example of somebody who is playing big, but having fun in the process and really keeping her feet on the ground. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a wonderful break as this is coming out uh, the week before Christmas And I can't wait to see you in the new year on the Play Big Brand Bold podcast.